Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Good night, amen. Well, let's get into the Word. Open your Bible to Philippians chapter 1. I just want to let you know I have a teaching anointing on me. So, so I'm not your typical traditional type of black preacher. I don't hoop. I don't holler. I don't spit or vomit. But I just teach the word under the anointing of living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, Nicholasville needed someone like me. Kentucky needed someone like me. Amen. To teach the word of faith. Amen. We're going to get into the word tonight. Philippians chapter 1. What I want to teach on tonight. First of all, we all know that one of the redemptive names of God is El Shaddai. Amen. More than enough. The many breasted one. He's our supplier. All sufficient one. But what I want to teach you tonight is uh, a lot of Christians, they know that he is El Shaddai. They know that he has the supply, but they don't know how to get the supply from God to meet their needs. Amen? We know that God has the supply, but the battle has been, the struggle has been how to get the supply that God has for all of our needs, get, get that supply out of the realm of the Spirit, into the physical realm. And that's what I'm going to teach you tonight. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Amen. We, we, hear, we hear about it. We, we rejoice about it. But I, hey, I don't know about you, but I want to know how to do it. How to do this. I want to know how, 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 how do I live saved? How do I live holy? How do I keep that spirit of lust out of my mind? Amen. I want to know how. Teach me how to do it. And that's what I'm going to teach you tonight. We're going we're gonna to learn how to do it. Amen? Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Are you there? And it reads, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. If you have something to write with, you underline that phrase, through your prayer, and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So now we see here there's a connection between our prayer life and the supply that God has for us to meet all of our needs. I just want to tell you right up front, your mouth is the key to the supply of God. Are you hearing me tonight? Your mouth is the key to to the supply of God. All of the, the needs that you have, God has the supply, and your mouth is the key is the thing that will be able to tap into that supply to get that supply out of the realm of the spirit into the natural realm to meet all of your needs. Amen? Now go over to Philippians 4. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at the 19th verse. And it reads, but my God, well, let's all, read, let's, read, let's all read it together. Ready, read. But my God 
shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It says here, but my God shall supply all your needs. So that tells me right there that God has the supply to all of our needs. So I like to read it like this. I like to say my God has supply for all of my needs. My God has supply for all of my needs. Whatever your need may be, if it's a need for healing, God has a supply in the realm of the spirit. If it needs for prosperity, God has a supply. Whether it's deliverance, whether it's love, God has the supply for all of our needs. Now there's a gap between God's supply and your needs. Now, we all know that there are two realms, amen? There's the spiritual realm and then there's the physical realm. In the spiritual realm, which one was first? The spiritual realm was first. So everything, look at this, everything in the natural realm came out of the spirit realm first. So all of your, whatever your needs may be in the natural, the supply of that need is in the realm of the spirit. But there's a gap between the spirit realm and the physical realm. And there's only but one thing that can affect the realm of the spirit and that can affect the natural, the natural realm. And what is that thing? Words. Words. Words is the only thing that can affect the realm of the spirit and the natural realm. Words can affect the spirit realm and the natural realm. Words can change the atmosphere of your surroundings through words. Now, we're going to look at somebody here. Go to the book of Job. Job chapter 1. Now, keeping that in mind, in the realm of the spirit, God has the supply. In the natural realm is your need. One thing that can affect the spirit realm and the natural realm is words. Now, we're going to look at a man named Job. We all know that God cut a covenant with Job. And that covenant that God cut with Job, it gave him, in that covenant was provided wealth. It provided protection. It provided deliverance. It provided healing. But we're going to learn something about Job tonight that we as believers, we need to examine or keep on God, God on our faith walk that we don't fall into the same problem that Job fell into. Now look at Job chapter 1. Are you there? Verse 2. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yokes of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Now we, we see here prosperity in Job's life because of the covenant that God cut with Job. Look at the fourth verse. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. So we see here not only that prosperity was on Job's life, but it passed it down onto his children's life. 
Because it says here in the forefront, his sons went and feasted in their houses. It doesn't say they feasted in their apartments. But their houses. And it says, everyone his day and sent and called for their sisters to eat and to drink with them. Fifth verse. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning. Now underline that phrase, rose up early in the morning, because that is a Hebrew phrase which means new beginnings. So it says here that Job rose up early in the morning. He sanctified that time, or he sanctified his children unto God so that they wouldn't sin against, sin against God that would have an effect towards the covenant that God had cut with him. Now look at this. Continue on. And offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned. So Job rose up early in the morning, started his day, new beginning, day after day after day, sanctifying, sending up burnt offerings unto God, making sure or assuming that his children would not sin against God. So now we see right here that the motivation or the motivator that Job was doing this of was fear. He was being motivated by fear. This prosperous man, this man who God has cut a covenant with, has given him prosperity, has given him deliverance, has given him wealth and riches and healing, but he was rising up early every morning out of fear. Sending up burnt offerings unto God so that he was afraid that maybe his, look at this, it says in the fifth verse, it says that an offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all, for Job said, it may be. Now we see Job is under assumption, he's under fear. It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. He did this day after day. We're talking about a covenant man walking in fear. A covenant man walking in fear. So don't you know that Satan needs fear to operate in your life. Just as God needs what? Faith to operate in your life. So out of Job's fear, and he wasn't aware of it until later we'll see, by his fear, by his motivator of fear, he employed the devil. We're talking about a covenant man. A man who God cut a covenant with, he, by him walking in fear, he employed the devil, but when we walk in faith, we employed God. Now, let's, let's look at this. Look at the sixth verse. Now, from verse 2 to verse 5, we're looking at the physical right now. So don't you think that Job has a need? <laughs> this brother in great need. So now that's the physical aspect. Now we're going to look at it in the realm of the spirit, what was going on in the realm of the spirit. Now let's look at the sixth verse. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. What is he doing there? That's the same thing that God said. 
Seventh verse, and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? What are you doing here? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, that's the place where you kicked me to. Going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. So now right here we see Satan is looking for something. The New Testament scripture says that Satan, he comes as a, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That means he can't devour you unless you are doing something that is against the covenant. So Satan, he's going to and fro, up and down the earth, looking. See, you know, if, if Satan, you know, he's looking at everything, and he come past your household. Well, if you got intercession in there, and you praying in the Holy Ghost, and you speaking in the Word, and everything, when, when the devil and his angels go by your household, well, they say, well, we need to pass on by here because too much Holy Ghost here. But if, they, if you go by your household, and you and your wife is cussing and fighting and beating each other up, then the devil said, well, we need to get in on this. Are you hearing me? I'm trying to get you free. He's going to and fro. What did he live? He's, he's listening to your words. He's listening to what you're saying. If you're speaking God's word, Satan can have an, cannot have an effect against you. If you're speaking his words, oh, guess what? He's going to get in on that party. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all want me to hoop tonight, don't you? It says, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. So Satan was, he's looking for something. Look at the eighth verse. And the Lord said unto Satan, has thou considered my servant Job? Now he's not saying have to consider Job to devour him. He said, but have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth. Ooh, what a thing for God to say about a man. Ooh, he said, there is none like him in the earth. He says, a perfect and an upright man, one that fears God and sheweth evil. Ninth verse, then Satan answered unto the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? He said, why, why you want me to consider, consider Job for? Why do I need to consider Job for? Because you have, you have cut a covenant with Job. You have put your, had your protection around Job. You have blessed Job. Why do I want to consider Job? Job is a covenant man. The only ones I'm interested in is the ones who are not in covenant or the ones who are in covenant who don't know their covenant. But he said, why I want to consider Job? Look at this. Oh, this is, this is going to get good. Look at this. Timber. He said, has not thou made a hedge about him? about his house and all about that he had on every side. Thou have blessed the work of his hand and his substance is in, in increase. He said, Why, you, you, have, you have put a covenant on him. God said, yes. That you have of Job, it has been turned over to you by Job, not by me. Are y'all saying this? He said, oh, no, so, so that eradicate that doctrine lie that God only allowed the devil 
to touch you. He has to go, no, no. And the reason why the stuff happens in your life is because of your mouth. It's because of your free will. It's because you don't have a realization of your covenant with Almighty God. So you step in fear and start talking all that doubt and unbelief what gives the devil permission. Remember, you have the authority. Jesus said in Matthew, all authority from heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now I give it unto you. So all the authority lies in your hand, baby. If you want healing to be manifested, it's going to take your authority. If you want deliverance to be manifested, it's going to take your authority. If you want prosperity to be manifested, it's going to take your authority. Now it works on the flip side, too. If you want sickness or disease, it's going to be manifested because of your authority. Hallelujah. Everything that happens in the earth realm based on man's authority. God ain't got nothing to do with it. What, what the Holy Ghost is trying to do, he's trying to get your mouth lined up with his word so that will give him permission to come into the earth realm and manifest some stuff. But since we don't know the word of faith, Christians don't know the word of faith. They don't know the word. They don't know the book. And they've been listening for years. They've been listening from the pulpit in those religious, traditional churches from that curly-haired, nappy-haired, chicken-eating preacher that told lies to them for years. And they've been walking in defeat. They've been walking in sickness and disease. And they want to blame God. You know my attitude to those religious churches? Take your ties out of them so they can close up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, I told y'all I wasn't traditional. I'm not, I'm not going to preach Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo. And Daniel and the lion's den. Lord said in 12, he said, Lord said unto Satan, behold, I'm not going to turn everything over to you. But look what he says. All that he has, all that Job has is in, is in thy power. Whether you are aware of that, just because Job is speaking all that doubt and unbelief and all that fear, it's in your power. I'm not going to hand nothing over to you. Only upon himself put not forth thy hands so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and we know the rest of the story because of Job's fear all his children were destroyed all his land his animals and crop would be because of Job's fear so now the enemy has attacked Job in his mind so now Job before he was speaking fear and doubt and unbelief now he's speaking things out of the derangement of his mind Oh, he says stuff like this. Oh, it is better to, to enjoy the presence of God and the light of God where there's the grave. I'd rather be in the grave than be in the grave. He said that. Go over to Job chapter 3. Hallelujah. So now we see the enemy has attacked Job's mind. He has attacked him physically. Now the things that Job was saying is coming out of the derangement of his mind. Look at Job chapter 3, verse 18. He says, there the prisoners rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor. The small and the great are there. 
and the servant is free from his master. Wherefore is light given to him that is in misery, life unto the bitter in soul, which long for death, but it cometh not, dig for it more than for hid treasures, which rejoices exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave. Why is light given to man whose way is head and who God has hedged in? Joe speaking this crop for 40 chapters. Then we go over here, look at this. We go over in Job chapter 6. And from time to time, Job, he, his mind would go in and out. And then he'll start speaking, right? Look at this, Job chapter 6, verse 24. He says, teach me, and I will hold my tongue, and cause me to understand wherein I have error. He says in the 25th verse, how forcible are right words. But what does your argument prove? Then we look over here, look at Job chapter 7. He loses his mind again. And he says in the 11th verse, Therefore, I, now he just got finished saying to teach me. I will hold my tongue, cause me to understand. He said, how forcible are right words. Then he loses his mind again in Job 7, 11. He says, therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. So now we see a covenant man, a righteous man, walking in fear, employ the enemy. Now his mind is deranged. Child of God, don't you know that once you have, once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you became born again, the next thing you need to learn is about faith. Because the battlefield is in the mind. The battlefield is not in the liquor bottle. The battlefield is not in the blunt. The battlefield is not between some woman's legs. But the battlefield is in your mind. And if God can get a mind renewed, then you ain't got to worry about the liquor bottle. You ain't got to worry about the woman's leg. And you ain't got to worry about the blunt because your mind has been renewed by the word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Have a mind like Christ. Renew your mind with the word of God. If the Holy Ghost can get your mind, he has the rest of you. That's what a battlefield is. It's, 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 not, it's not in your educational level. It's not in your race level. It's in your mind. If you can get your mind renewed with the word of God, and understand your covenant right in him, you will see a change in your life. Hallelujah. Now look at Job chapter 8. Now Job, he's speaking all these things out of the arrangement of his mind. He's speaking out of an unrenewed mind. And then he has some of his friends to try to help him. Look at Job chapter 8 verse 2. It's, they say, how long will I speak these things? How long are you going to speak these things, Job? He says, how long shall the words of thy mouth be like a strong wind? Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. They try to speak these things to Job. He said, how long are you going to speak this way, Job? And he speak this, he, he talked this way for 40 chapters until we could go to Job chapter 40. Until God gets to the point, he gets fed up in the way Job is speaking. 
He's tired of this. Why is God tired? Because he cut a covenant with this man. He cut a covenant with Job, and he gets tired of Job speaking wrong things. And you know what? God gets tired of you when you speak wrong things. Hallelujah. Job chapter 40. All this is just my introduction. <laughs> Glory be to God. Job chapter 40. Now look at, let's look at the sixth verse. Then answer the Lord unto Job, God is fed up. He answered, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and say, look at the seventh verse. He says, gird up thy loins now like a man. He said, gird yourself up, Job. Gird your spiritual loins up like a man. Won't you quit being a spiritual whip? Gird yourself up, Job. Act like a man. Understand your covenant right, Job. Gird your, get yourself up. My, my, my wife and I, we got five kids, and we got four boys and one daughter. And my, my three oldest boys are going to get into that teenage years. Praise God, they got a father. And sometimes when the grass needs to be cut, and they laying on the couch, and I come home from work or from the ministry, and uh, their mother already told them they need for you to cut the grass. And for some reason, our kids have, they, they, they just like Job, they get a derangement of their minds. They go in and out. And then they say, well, you know, uh, I'll cut the grass if, if, if you pay me. Oh, Jesus. You know, there are certain phrases, certain words that can just stir the devil up. Amen. And how I grew up, you, 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 what, do you, you, what do you mean you cut the grass if you pay me? Throw the trash out if you pay me? That, that, that didn't even exist in my household. So when I got the revelation of this, and I, one of my sons was lying on the couch, and I came home and he said, well, why haven't you cut the grass? Well, I mean, why haven't you done what your mother said to do? They said, well, I want to get paid. And I spoke these same words to my son. I said, gird yourself up, boy. Quit being a spiritual wimp. Get yourself. You better get on that grass. That's basically what Joe, God was telling Joe. Girl chose to get to quit being a spiritual. Quit just always complaining. Quit always bellyaching. Well, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I don't have no education, and I don't have no money. I ain't the right color. The white man is stopping me. Girt yourself up. If you born again, God is your covenant man. God is your provider. He is El Shaddai. So quit being a spiritual wimp. God don't, God, God don't want to hear none of your excuses. Because he has cut a covenant with you. The day you became born again by the blood of Jesus Christ and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God cut a covenant with you, and he said, whatever you ask of me in faith, I will give it unto you. 
You know, almost over 30 some years, God went down to Atlanta, Georgia. Well, about 50 some years, he went down to Atlanta, Georgia. The Lord told me this. He said he went down to Atlanta, Georgia, and he tried to raise a black man up to teach the word. But he was so bound because of religion and traditional ways that the enemy was able to take him out. He, he did certain some things that was good for God, but that's, that wasn't God's plan and purpose. His name was Dr. Martin Luther King. But God went back down to Atlanta again. And he went to the College Park, Georgia area. And he touched a man by the name of Creflo A. Dollar, that who wasn't religious, who wasn't traditional, who only was into the word of God. And God said, I'm going to raise him up to teach them, to set my people free. Uh, I, I, this, um, my white brothers don't get offended, but I want to just talk to my black brother right now. We are free in the natural of our civil rights, but we are still bound in the mind when it comes to the word of God. We're still bound. We still got, we still go to these churches that get into all this emotionalism. We still go to these churches that get to these preachers who stand behind the pulpit and don't even know the word. You got preachers that are not even saved. And we still bound, and we still think that the only way that we're going to get our deliverance is we march to our deliverance. I don't care if you march until your bunions fall off your feet. You ain't going to get no deliverance unless it's by the word of Almighty God. And you need somebody to teach you to impart into your life the word of God so that you'll be able to gird up your loins and walk like a covenant man. You're not walking like a black man. You're not walking like a white man or a red man. You're walking like a covenant man. To do great exploits for Jesus Christ. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Job 40, verse 7, he says, Gird up that. yourself up, act like a man, and this is how real spiritual men act like. First of all, I would demand of thee and declare thou unto me. Now that word demand simply means to claim or to seek or do by right. Now that word declare means to publish or to proclaim or proclamation. To publish, to proclaim, or proclamation, or to cry out loud, to speak out loud what you have a right to. God is telling Job here, Job, I want you to gird yourself up, start claiming, start seeking what you got a right to, and once you find out what you have a right to, then I want you to cry out loud about it. To speak it out loud, to publish it, to proclaim, to get proclamation. Because it's something about when we speak the word of God, God and the heavenly host can move. They only, they only move or respond according to his word. And we have a covenant right to stand up boldly, to speak the word of God, to demand it, to claim it, to declare it. To get a withdrawal from the heavenly account. You have to make a demand on El Shaddai. 
Let me tell you something, child of God. Nothing is just, just going to happen. If you're waiting for somebody to walk by and drop you that winning lottery ticket to get a million dollars, you're going to keep on waiting. Because I can guarantee the ones who do win that lottery in that world system, they are not faith people. They are not walking by faith, not by sight, because the devil wouldn't allow them to get that money. Because a true faith person, once they get that money, the devil knows what they're going to do to it. First they're going to do, they're going to give to God, they're going to get their tithes, they're going to give their offering, they're going to bless their men and women of God, and then they're going to enjoy the rest of the blessing. So the devil's not going to let you get that money. But if you walk in God's method of operation, his faith system, you'll be able to get that million dollars by your mouth. Are you hearing me? By your mouth. <laughs> Just look back over your life. The reason why you're in the situation that you're in is because of your mouth. Whether you're aware of it or not, it's something that you said or it's something that somebody in your life said. And you came in agreement with it. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know how some parents tell their kids when they, they go through those puberty years and they find themselves in trouble and the parents say, well, you know, you, you need to knock it off, boy, because you're going to wind up in prison. You're going to wind up in jail. Words. Words. So just like words were spoken and that thing was manifested, you can take the word of God and speak it and manifest the things of God. Are you hearing me? Now go to Isaiah. Isaiah 42. Are y'all getting anything out of this tonight? Isaiah chapter 42. 